The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Isaac's father and Esau felt 
that blessing was ease. And because he felt it was ease, he felt cheated. He felt Jacob stole his blessings. And, and Jacob had to run because Esau was so angry because he knew that he, a man cannot go farther than his blessings. Praise the name of the Lord. You cannot go farther than the words spoken over you. So, he was angry. And last week, we explained all the intricacies. If you missed last week, please get the CD and, and listen to it. You know, so, but we take our story from the blessing itself, where Jacob received the blessing from Isaac. And Isaac um, began to bear Jacob like this. It says in Genesis 27, from verse 28, it says, from the dew of heaven and the richness of the earth, may God always give you abundant harvest. Amen. Harvest of grain Amen. and bountiful new wine. Amen. May many nations become your servants. Amen. May they bow down to you. May you be the master over your brothers. May your mother's sons bow down to you. All who curse you will be cursed. And all who bless you will be blessed. And as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and almost before Jacob had left his father, Esau returned from his aunt, you will not miss your blessing. Amen. This, your leg will not carry you out when the blessing is about to release in the name of Jesus. So, so that was what, I mean, um, crystallized the rancor. And, and we, we see here that for God to change a destiny in the case, in this case, which applies to us, is that he, he releases a threefold blessing. And this threefold blessing is embedded in this blessing of Isaac to Jacob. As Christians, in Christ, we have access to this blessing. Because it's the blessing of Abraham that is being passed down. Jesus became a curse so that we can be engrafted into the blessing of Abraham. However, to have access to something is one thing. To activate that thing is another. So, there are a lot of children of Abraham that are spiritually depressed. Even the nation of Israel has twelve. A lot of them are not, they are not saved, even though they are children of Abraham. That's what Jesus was telling them. It's possible to, be, to have access to something and not to use it or not to benefit from it. And the first part of this threefold blessing is, 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 is the blessing of productivity. Isaac was saying to Jacob, you will be productive. I'm saying to you, you will be productive in the mighty name of Jesus. It says in verse 28, may God always give you abundant harvest of grain and bountiful new wine. Isaac was speaking from experience. I'm carrying this blessing. When there was farming in the land, I was reaping abundantly when everybody else was in trouble. Next year, maybe 
tight financially in economies of the world. But because this blessing is upon you, you will reap abundantly. In the name of Jesus. The second fold is influence. It's influence. It says in verse 29, May many nations become your servants, and may they bow down to you. In other words, you will influence nations, my son. Ah. And the third is spiritual protection. Spiritual protection. In, this, in the verse 29, and that's where we are going largely. It's, it says, all who curse you will be cursed. And all who bless you will be blessed. Isaac recognizes that if you are productive and you are influential and, not, and you are not spiritually protected, you are in trouble. Why? Because the world is a wicked place. That's just the truth. That's just the truth. There are people that just want you dead. They just don't like your face. The fact that you are in church smiling, they are angry. And as far as I'm concerned, as far as everyone's, they can go to hell. Say, Pastor, isn't that ash? Well, where else would they go? <laughs> Some people are just, and that's just how the world is. And to, to think otherwise to be naive. You know, someone says, oh, Pastor, let me, I won't offend anybody. And nobody will offend me. If you leave the devil alone, the devil will leave you alone. That's a big, fat lie. In fact, the devil wants you to leave him alone so that he can pepper you, pepper your marriage, pepper your children. I mean, that is what he does. And this, this Western thing, sometimes it's a problem for us because Africans, we are very quick to let go of the things we know and embrace the things that, in fact, even in the Western world, do you know that Satanism is so right? In the Western world, on the streets of New York, they are satanist. They have their shop. The same way you go to buy a bag, you buy a shoe. They stop by there. Why? Because they are beginning to understand again that these things are real. I was telling the story of a, someone that's very close to my wife and I. We went to visit them. They are, they are Nigerians, of course, and they live in a white community in the in the U.S. And this community is like Tush community. In fact, they are the only black family in how many I mean, square radius. And we went to visit them. And my father, we, 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 we parked the car. We were walking to the front of the house. And we were going. And we got to a place and I felt the Holy Spirit saying to me, stop. And I stopped. You know, my wife worked ahead of me. And he said, to me, look down, and I looked down, and I was shocked. I saw an altar was raised, white community. The altar had corn, had feathers, had blood, the same thing you will see in African magic. Ah, like, what is this? I felt God saying to me was that, there are certain satanists in that community that 
didn't want any black person in the community. So they are giving them eviction notice. You know what is eviction? They can give you eviction notice in the spiritual. You just pack your load in the physical. You know what you are packing. Maybe husband will slap wife. Wife will break his head. Then they will call police. Those things will just happen. Then they will be excused out of the community. You think it's ordinary? I, no, it's not. So, 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 so we got in and, and, and we told them. And we went out together. The husband is a very intellectual guy like this. When he saw it, he almost fainted. <laughs> but like, what? You can't, I mean. It's how. How do you get corn and feathers and blood and package it well in front of... Anyway, they dealt with it. It was really tough for them, but they dealt with it. And they overcame. My point is this. You can't just coast through life without spiritual protection. You need to activate. Jesus came so that we can be spiritually covered. So why do you want to live your life to chance? We said to, to, I mean, I mean, thank God for them. I mean, they are really fired up right now spiritually. The guy is really praying now. I deserve, they are praying. But before pray, you, you in Nigeria, it's like everything is prayer. Have you heard that before? Uh, I said, because what is chasing us? It's different from what is chasing you. But in fact, you are deceived. There are things chasing you you don't see. Isaac was saying, my son, you are going to be productive. You are going to be influential. But you need to be protected. Everyone that curses you will be cursed. Everyone that blesses you will be blessed. So he was putting an edge around his son. And saying, if they come at you, the forces of heaven will fight them. Praise the name of the Lord. So, as Christians, positionally, we should not be afraid. We have no business to be afraid of, of curses and fears. People, do you know many people that don't even want us as a church to exist? Many people. But that's their bloody business. They can go and jump into the lagoon for crying out loud. Not only will we exist, we will reach the nations for God. Now, glory be to Jesus. Now, I know some of you are like, ah, ah, pastor, is that not too hard? Uh. You see, how do I explain this? When your downfall will make somebody else give thanksgiving, what makes the person to you? Your friend? Your brother? Your enemy? The person can carry a big fat Bible. If your business collapses and the person will rejoice, if you deceive yourself that that is your friend, don't kill yourself. That's your enemy. And since the person is your enemy, one person must go down. 
and it's not you. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. I'm so fired up. So totally fired up. These VGs are going to be explosive. <laughs> I'll try to contain myself. Totally. Lamentations 3, 37 says, Who is he that says, and it comes to pass, when the Lord has not commanded it? Who is he that says you will not reach your destiny, fulfill your goal, and you are afraid when God has not commanded it, it will not happen? He says, who can command things to happen without the Lord's permission? There is no enchantment that will work against you. There's no enchantment that will work against God's baby house. It's not going to happen. Why? Numbers 23, 23. It says, no curse can touch Jacob. No curse can touch Olufemi Monae. Can put your name there. No magic has any power over him. For now it will be said concerning Femi Monae, what wonders God has done for him. Praise the name of the Lord. But you see, but unfortunately, some Christians are still entangled with curses. But God is saying to you, wipe them out. Do what? Wipe them out. Unfortunately, some Christians are still entangled with curses. And some are entangled with curses because of ignorance. My people perish because they lack knowledge. They are ignorant. These teachings are eye-opening. Some people are entangled with curses because they are allowing it. You know, some people, they pity the devil. And they pity evil people. You know, I mean, you know sister? Oh. No, 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 no. Listen, it is fire or be fired. In warfare, it is what? Fire or? Since you will not be fired then you better fire. Uh, pity. Anyway, I want to stay on course. <laughs> Some are not even just ignorant or allowing me. They are invoking curses upon themselves. The pastor, is that possible? Yes. Some people are invoking curses upon themselves by their actions, by their words, by their positions, by their location sometimes. They're invoking curses. So, we look at the characteristics of curses, the effects and the curses, and we are done. Curses of curses, number one, they are pronounced by God, people, or Satan. So, curses are pronouncements. They are utterances. It can be by God. It can be by people. It can be by the enemy, Satan. Number two, curses are empowered by authority. So curses are usually empowered by the authority of the person issuing the curse. It could be a, a parent. It could be a teacher. It could be a government. It could be God himself. It could be the enemy. Number three, curses flow down generationally. And like a stream, curses keep flowing until it is stopped or blocked. But to assume that it will not keep flowing 
is an error. It's an error. And there are three main effects of curses. The first one is that curses releases supernatural forces to limit people or places. Curses cut off people's ex expectations and destinies. Every curse that is attempting to limit you and to cut off your expectation, God will wipe out today in Jesus' name. And like I was sharing in the second worship experience, do you know there are some curses that their job is to keep your mouth from saying amen when certain prayers are prayed. Have you, have you seen it before? Tell people we are praying for them. Listen. Why, why do I have to say amen? What does amen mean? So shall it be. So, amen, you are agreeing with what is said and you are stamping it. Why should I say it out? Because in the spiritual, it's your voice that you use to activate things. You speak. God spoke. There was darkness. And God said, let there be light. And there was, and there was light. God has been thinking it. But nothing happened until he spoke it. And you are not bigger than God. Praise the name of the Lord. Number two, curses are released or they release supernatural forces, rather, to paralyze and negate people or places. Curses are released. And they release supernatural forces to paralyze and negate people and places. Every curse that is attempting or has succeeded in paralyzing or negating any part of your life, God will wipe out today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Number three. Curses release supernatural forces, not only to limit, not only to negate and to, and to paralyze, to actually destroy. Because the devil is never satisfied. If he's able to hinder and limit, you will think he will stop. He won't stop. If you allow the devil to hinder you, maybe hinder your career or your finances or your marriage, and you think it will stop, it won't stop. If you want to negate and paralyze that marriage or that finance or that child, you think it will stop, it won't stop. If you want to destroy it. So you have to stop him while he's trying to limit it. And you have to fight him or resist with everything you have. Praise the name of the Lord. A daughter buys a new car, takes it to the mother, and the mother, oh, enters the new car and comes out and says, oh, my daughter has just bought a coffin. That's a mother said that. And the daughter, too, because she was ignorant. Oh, mommy, why are you talking like that? Guess what? She died in the car. She died in the car. A mother-in-law came and brought bread and gave it to a new bride and said to her, she actually said, eat this bread and block your womb. And the foolish girl, too, ate the bread. I have to be a part of the family. Which stupid family? And struggling to have to, I mean, come on. This world is a wicked place. Wicked place. 
And the weapons of our warfare are not what carnal. They are mighty through God. I will pull down every stronghold. Every single one. In 2 Kings 2, from verse 23, I, I mean, Elisha just came back, charged, just collected double portion of anointing. And he said, Then Elisha traveled north of Bethel, retracing his last steps with Elijah. On his way there, a large group of young boys came out of the city and began making fun of him. Keep going, Baldy, keep going, Apari, keep going. That's what Baldy means, Apari. When Elisha looked back at them, he spoke against them by the authority of the eternal. Almost immediately, two female bears walked out of the forest and ripped up 42 of the young boys. Now, I've heard people ask me, some by email, some verbally, Pastor, is it right for Elisha to curse children? Is he a man of God between... And I, and I laugh. I say, well, I don't know. When we get to heaven, we can find out. But in the meantime, train your children. So that they don't become casualties. Even yourself. Why should I be a casualty? It's not about, is he, should he have done it? Should he not have done it? Did the bears not come out? Did they not? Look, check scripture. I kid you not. Check the Bible. Every time someone that is anointed gets angry, every word they say always happens. Check the Bible. So, is it, should they be, get angry? Well, I don't think so. Is it right? Well, when we get to heaven, we'll find out. But what they say, does it happen? Yes, it happens. So, I will not be there. I mean, it's just common sense. They will not catch me there. I will not be part of those kind of boys. So you have to train your children well. And, and, and you see, when the bears came out, the, it, it, obviously they were more than 42 children. But the bear consumed 42. So the others escaped with scratches on their bodies and, you know, and, 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 and their minds messed up. But they escaped. What does that tell you? Those ones had mothers pray for them. Or fathers pray for them. There are some people, they will go through the same things everybody went through. Other people will die inside, but they will come out. You know why? Someone is on their knees saying to God of heaven, this boy, I know he's going to get into trouble, <laughs> but please let me protect him. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. This is why you have to pray for your children. You have to keep praying for your children. It's so important because this kind of things, this world is a tough place. But your prayers will prevail. Praise the name of the Lord. So we see that from this story, a curse must have a cause. A curse must have a cause. 
the children, the boys were consumed by the bears. What was the cause of the curse? What was the cause? Never abuse a bald man. I'm joking. That's not the cause. As in, don't abuse. Yeah, a bald man. You never know what he's carrying. Or, any, or an old man or anybody or a prophet. You never know who is a prophet. Because they don't write it on their head. So, every curse has a cause. If you are struggling under the weight of a curse, you need to find out the cause and deal with the cause. And the cause will be neutralized. Praise the name of the Lord. So, we are going to look at a few causes of curses. Twelve of them. Proverbs 26.2 says, like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved curse will not land on its intended victim. So even though they are cursing you, if there's no cause, go to sleep. They are wasting their time. The KJV says, as the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so a curse costless shall not come. So, what are the causes of curses? We're going to look at 12 of them, not exhaustive by any stretch, but these 12 is what I believe we should look at. And as we go on, you may think, oh, Oh, that, oh, this, take note of it, you know. As we progress, I've learned from the first two worship experiences that you can't exhaust it in one service. I tried it the first time. I tried it. But as we progress, I trust God. As the videos engage, as we, as we progress, God will be clearing out these things. Praise the name of the Lord. The first cause of curses. It's ancestral in nature. Ancestral curses. Exodus 23 to 5. There are certain curses that people are struggling with. Not, and they know nothing about. It's, it's because of, of, of idol worship of their parents of, or some act of their parents and it's, or their forefathers that they are struggling with. Any of such curse, God will break it this season in Jesus' name. Totally, in the mighty name of Jesus. The second, number two, is curses from evil people and evil spirits. Numbers 22, verse 6. The truth is that they are setting evil people, like the story I shared of, of uh, this couple that lives in... Um, Chicago, that we went to visit, you know? Evil people. Evil spirits. That's their job. You can't stop the devil from doing his job. But you will prevail in the name of Jesus. Evil people. I mean, share the story of when years ago, I, I just gave my life to Jesus and I was, you know, doing what Jesus asked me to do, which is to 
evangelize. So I would stand in front of this, you could call the place cultish, cultish, you know, and I would wait for them to finish their meeting. And as they are coming out, I'll be preaching to them, receive Jesus or go to hell. If you don't get born again, you are going and, you know, that was the summary of my, of my message. I, of course, I was, I was just trying to win souls. And God was saving, you know, particularly the younger ones. I mean, so their children were getting saved. Some of the older ones who were getting saved. We had about 50 people who were saved in a short while. I thought you'd be excited. Praise God. And, you know, it was very, thinking about it, you know, I used to be very troublesome before I gave my life to Jesus. But now I'm, I'm, not, I'm not troublesome anymore. <laughs> Only spiritually. So I used to go and just, you know, trouble them. I would just wait for them to finish. When they finish, they are coming out, they are coming out to meet the megaphone. Repent! I wasn't using megaphone, but I was, <laughs> I was doing stuff. Anyway, so the, the, the leader of the group, very deeply occultic guy. Cursed me. But he didn't know that no curse can land on this boy. God will curse everyone that curses me. Say amen now. That, that should be very hard for you to say amen. <laughs> and, you know, spiritual things are so real. They are so very real. So, and he, 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 he boasted about it. He made a public statement and, and, um, and people that were close to me came to tell me. The guy actually said five years. My man, I'm like, why is it taking him five years? <laughs> you, know, as, you know, that night, that same night, I had a spiritual encounter. I was going. He said that... You know what offer means? Offer is an arrow or a bullet. <laughs> you know, so I just laughed. I just, you don't even know what they're saying. There's no enchantment against Jacob. You know, neither is there any divination against Israel. But guess what? That same night, I had an encounter. I, can, I, I remember it so vividly now. I was going and I was actually shot at. And the bullet hit my hand, this hand in the spirit realm then back. And in, in that state, I was wondering, this bullet should not touch me. Why is it touching me? What's all this, you know? Then an angel came, huge, stretched forth his hand and popped out the bullet and flung it back. And some other things happened. And I woke up. I said, this guy actually did this thing. <laughs> then I began to count. Because as a spiritual man, you have to watch everything that pertains to you. So I began to count year one, year two, year three. Since a cost costless shall not land, it must go back and land somewhere else. Year four, year five, his only son was shot dead and died in Surulere. I know some of you are like, oh, why are we clapping because somebody died? We shouldn't clap because of that. Well, we do be clapping if I had died. <laughs> God forbid. You see, back again, 
when it comes, the devil wants blood. Everyone that has aligned to him, they will be drunk with their own blood. You can't sit down and say, uh, let the devil leave everybody alone. He won't. I'm just telling you, he won't. He's doing his job. You have to do your job. Praise the Lord. Number three, parental curses. Sometimes some curses are caused because your parent or a parent has cursed the child. <laughs> Horrible thing, but it's very one of the most devastating curses. All of them are devastating, but because it's so very direct. Genesis 49. 3 to 4, Genesis 49, 3 to 4. Israel had many wives and concubines. And Reuben, his first son, foolishly felt that he has many of these small, small girls. Let me just sleep with one of them. And he did. And Israel said nothing. Be careful of those kind of people. People you will find that they will say anything. <laughs> He's like, I'm quiet. He didn't say anything. When it was time to bless, Israel released an heavy Obunge curse on Reuben. It says, Reuben, my first son, the beginning of my strength. He was healing him. Into his head was swelling. He says to Reuben, Reuben, you will not excel. Every curse. He says you are unstable as water. And in case you are wondering what is the cause of this curse, you went into my couch. You slept with my wives. And Reuben struggled all the days of his life. Even generationally, the tribe of Reuben was very small. They did not thrive until Moses the man of God came and canceled it. Just with a statement. Let Reuben not be few. Boom. And Reuben began to thrive. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So if your mother curses you, your father can break the curse. If your father curses you, your pastor can break the curse. Without fasting. President, <laughs> oh well, that's just how it's set up. You can say it's a small boy, but it can break the curse. President of the Lord. <laughs> okay, number four, you have territorial curses. Matthew eleven twenty to twenty four. Matthew eleven twenty to twenty four. Territorial curses. You know, they are, in this particular story, his territory was being cursed because it was resisting the gospel. There are certain territories that come under a curse because they resist the gospel. But there are certain territories that have different principalities, curse, that monitors and enforces the curses that are holding that city bound. There are certain places you, you go to, I'll share it, how there's, a, there's a certain city. You think Lagos is a lustful city. There's a certain city in this Nigeria, when you enter that city, you struggle with lust. Because there's all sorts of 
spills going on. And it is because of the curse on the place and enforced by, by the spirit. So, there was a time I, I went to that region. I struggled, I struggled. When I came back to Lagos, ah, fresh air. All those billboards of Lagos, they didn't affect me again. You know, before, when the small, small demons are trying to affect you, then you don't see Ogbonge. <laughs> and you don't prevail over Ogbonge. By the time you come back, <laughs> Lagos lost its minor. Minor. Praise the name of the Lord. So there are territorial curses. I, I, I also give you an example. At the time we went to plant a church in, in St. Vincent, in the Caribbean. And as we landed and we're queuing the, the immigration for them to stop our passport and for us to enter the, the, the country. And I was waiting on the line. I saw this image, physical image of, of you know, they were having this you know, carnival and stuff. And there was this image. And that image, I kid you not, literally came alive and looked at me as in, and it's like we were looking at ourselves like, I know you, I, which I know you. You know, that kind of look, you know. I looked at it and, and, and I was rumbling on my inside and I wanted to engage. And the Holy Spirit said, don't do it. I backed down. And we entered the country. God gave us amazing favor. We finished what we wanted to do. We came out. On the way out, and I felt God was saying to me, do you know why I said you shouldn't engage? I said, I don't know. You know, which is a good thing. You know, many of us, God tells you don't do this. You say, why? Why? I have power in Christ. You go and put your head where God has not sent you. Then you will see where. <laughs> then you will now know that. The spiritual world, that there are boundaries and limitations. Anyway, so I said, I said, I don't know. He says, you know why I said you shouldn't engage? I said, I don't know. He said, that is the spirit in charge of that country. He said, if you had engaged, they would have deported you. You would not even have entered. I'm like, whoa. Even if I bind it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> anyway. That is A-level stuff. Let's go on. Number five. Self-pronounced curses. Proverbs 18.21. The power of life and death lies where? In the tongue. Sometimes we hinder ourselves with our words. Things are bad already. Why are you saying I don't die? Oh, no. You never die. You will not die in Jesus' name. Why are you saying, oh, this child is going to kill me? Oh, no. The child will not kill you. Ah, the country is so... And you begin to curse yourself in a country where God has told you you will thrive. Sometimes we curse our spouses. Sometimes husband curses his wife. In a moment of foolishness and anger, sometimes the wife curses the husband and you're wondering... Oh, how come this guy is not prospering? You know, you cost him. So sometimes it's self-inflicted. Number six is what we have called non-tithing curse. Non-tithing curse. Malachi 3, 8, 10 to 12. It spells it out clearly. When you don't tithe, you bring yourself under 
the curse. Your finance is under a curse. Number seven. Programmed conditional curses. You know, I, I, I'm using software terminologies to explain this curse. You know, in, in programming, there are basic conditional statements. If this, then that. If A equals B, then do this. That's a conditional statement. So that, that block of code may run for generations without ever executing that statement because that condition is not fulfilled. But a time can come that that A will be called to B and it will trigger a whole lot of things. And in certain lineages, some concepts are programmed. They are programmed. So, so it, it may, generations may pass and nothing may happen. Then someone does something and it is triggered. And people say, oh, but we don't have like, this kind of thing in my family. My mother didn't have it. My father didn't have it. My great-grandfather didn't have it because they didn't activate it. But it was there. It was there. I mean, a classic example is Joshua 6.26. Joshua 6.26. And Joshua, at this time, Joshua invoked this curse. May the curse of the Lord fall on anyone who tries to rebuild this town of Jericho at the cost of his firstborn son. He will lay its foundation. At the cost of his youngest son, he will set up his gates. That's a huge curse. You know why? What was the cost? Because Jericho resisted the Lord. First King 16, fast forward. Years passed. People lived in Jericho. Nobody died. Nobody lost the first son. Nobody lost the last son. Generations came. Generations went. It's as if nothing is happening. Why? Because the curse is dormant. The conditions are not, were not fulfilled. Then it was during the, his reign that here, First Kings 16.34, a man from Bethel rebuilt Jericho. When he laid his foundation, it cost him, it cost him the life of his first son. I think it was, I mean, should the wise person stop? You know, sometimes when somebody is cursed, let me pause here for a while. Let me just explain this. Sometimes when somebody is cursed, they begin to do things that you are wondering. And it has helped me in my relation with people and some people. And um, it should help you also. There are certain people that when they begin to do things, and, and, and it used to irritate me, it used to irritate me. A particular person, God said to me, no, this person is actually cursed. That's why this person is behaving this way. So don't get angry. Just step back and help this person. I was like, ah, that's true. And then what? The person was doing the same thing over and over and over again. The person you are getting angry at, the person may just be on autopilot. Have you heard of remote? <laughs> so the person needs to be pitied and helped. So this guy called here, you would think after he lost his first son, he would back down. No. And when he completed it and set up its gates, it cost him the life of his youngest son, Segub. This all happened according to the message of the Lord. Message of who? Concerning Jericho spoken by Joshua 
the son of none. What did the children do? Those two boys, what did they do? What was their sin? Listen, that's how life is programmed. That's how life is programmed. You have to break out of these patterns yourself. Yourself. So, instead of family, families, it is, it, is, it is as long as everybody is below the poverty line, they can be having whatever life they want to live. But as soon as someone wants to break the poverty line, hell breaks loose. For certain families, as long as everybody, all the female children don't get married, everybody is fine. But when one person wants to break it, what happens? Hell breaks loose. For certain families, there are certain patriarchs in that family or matriarchs in that family that have covenanted that nobody will rise above them. Nobody will become greater. So everybody will achieve some measure of greatness. But by the time we're able to get close, hell breaks loose, they back down. But in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, every such barriers in your lineage, you will break it. And there will be no consequences. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, and you can go on and on and on and on and on and on. So what do you do? You stay in Christ. You raise your head. You challenge it and you break it. And you'll be free. Eight. The eighth cost of curses is trust in man. Trusting in man. Jeremiah 17.5 says, Cursed is he that puts his trust in man. It doesn't matter whether the man is your husband. When you trust a man, you are putting yourself under a curse. It doesn't matter if the man is your uncle, your uncle in California that needs to send dollars. It doesn't matter. Like we say, your help is from where? Above. Not from abroad. From above. Not from abroad. I mean, you have to, I mean, many times back in the days, you know, when my wife would ask me for something, I would ask her, have you prayed? What is God saying? And initially, she didn't get it. She was like, why am I praying? Just something that said, nope. Everybody's source is who? Is God. God can bless you through your husband. Don't get me wrong. Many times he will. But it's not limited to your husband. He is your source. Do I get an amen? amen? Okay, if you want to clap, you can clap for Jesus. That is deliverance for some people. <laughs> God is your source. Number nine. You know, I love third service. I just love third service. We're able to go further. <laughs> Number nine. Curses caused by wrong names. We dealt with that last week. 
Jabez pain. Everywhere he went, pain. Curses caused by wrong name. Number 10. Curses caused by neglect of parents or by insulting parents. This is rife, even in our community, in our, in our, in our society. Curses that are, I'm not saying parents cursing you now, when you neglect your parents. I say to people, even if it's five naira a month, sent to your father, sent to your mother, even if it is one tuba of yam. Say, oh, well, pastor, I'm waiting for, I want, to, I want to make it so that I will buy a house. Uh, if you cannot send five naira, believe me, you will not build a house. Say, pastor, I know what is in my heart. No. Send the tuba of yam, even if it's every, in fact, you need the blessing to even build a house. Let them eat the tuba of yam. Say, but my father is richer than me. It doesn't matter. But my mother is rich and it doesn't matter. You are the one that needs the blessing. Uh. Ephesians 6, 2-3 says, Honor your father and your mother so that it can be well with you. In other words, if you don't honor your father and mother, it will not be well. It's the word of God. Not me. It's in the Bible. Oh, the Bible does not say honor your father and mother that are, that are Christians. Did he say that? No, my, my mother is a Muslim. I can't honor her. The Bible does not say that. If your mother is a Muslim, you should honor her. Honor your father and your mother. Say, oh, but my mother is a witch. How can I honor a witch? The witch that has not eaten you up. That gave birth to you since you were a baby. When she was eating, she didn't eat you. Even for that, for not eating me, take. <laughs> Honor your father and your mother so that it can be well. Again, I'm not saying dishonor God to honor your father and mother. If honoring your father and your mother will dishonor God, you don't do it. But something as simple as you are finished from school, you are working. Every month, your father, if he's alive, or your mother cannot even beat his chest that five naira is coming from this child. Something is wrong with that. Immediately, something is wrong with that. In God's favorite house, every month, you must send money to your parents. Do I get an amen? Even if it's five naira. But you won't do five naira. God will promote you. <laughs> but I'm saying, everybody here can afford five Even if it is hundred naira. Send it. And sit back and watch. Your parents are not God. But God has put them in your life. As your source. I didn't even emphasize this previous service. You know this service, I've emphasizing different things. I don't know, maybe God is talking to someone. God is definitely talking to someone. Send it. And watch. Insulting parents, 
it's, it's devastating. And I mean, honoring your father and mother, just be, same thing. I'm talking about physical, even spiritual. Don't insult your spiritual parent. Take your house fellowship leader, for instance. He's standing as your, he's taking care of you spiritually. He's making sure you have the word of God is shared. He's praying. He's, 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 so he's, he's catering. He's spiritually catering for that group. So that's a spiritual parent. The Bible says if you insult your parent, Proverbs 20, 20, your light will be put out. It's in the Bible. It's a cause of darkness. If you find out that you don't have revelations, everything's just dark and gloom, check. So what should I do? Pastor, go and fix it. You know, again, I didn't say that all that this I'm saying in the first two services. Because I was really rushing for time. Go and fix it. Say, but Pastor, can't you? You say you will pray and you will break the curses. Yes, I will. But go and fix it first. We do it. We work in tandem together. You have to fix it. Because if you don't fix it, it's like, let me give this illustration. Hot service. Are we cool? Okay. It's like you have a cube of sugar on the table. That cube of sugar will attract ants and is infested with ants. And you wipe away and clean the ants, chase them away, and the sugar remains. What will happen over time? The ants will come back. When we pray now, all the demons that are supervising the curses will break them, the demons will go, the ants will go, but if the Sugar remains. The ants will come back. The ants will come back. In the first service, there was God, there was a, uh, the word of knowledge, God was saying that someone here, you lied to um, a man of God, a woman of God, I don't know. You know? Da, 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 da. Yes, we've prayed, we've broken it, but you need to go and fix it. There was another one. You spat on somebody's face. You know? You spat on somebody's face. Yes, you came out. Yes, we have prayed. Yes, but you got to go and fix it. Praise the Lord. Verse, uh, sorry, number 11 or 12? 11. Number 11. Curses caused by contact with an accursed thing. Joshua 7, 1. By, there are certain things that they are cursed. They are infested with demons. If you bring them into your homes, you are attracting the, those gods and those demons into your home. That's just the truth. And it has repercussions. You know, years ago I went to visit a family. And, you know, the, the wife was saying how we, um, she was having a particular dream. And in the dream, someone would put his leg on her neck. And she always chokes out of sleep. That she always gasps for breath. And she's had the dreams consistently at least three times. If I'm not mistaken, it could be more. Consistently, the dream. And... We should pray. Of course I was fired up. Of course I, I like to pray those kind of prayers. Of course. That was how I, I, well, I was. 
So I said, let's pray. And we're going to pray. And I felt God saying to me, what is under her bed? And I said to her, Madam, I don't mean to be nosy, but what is under your bed? And she played it down. And know that. Bottom line, we've called you to pray. Come and pray your prayer and go. You know, what's under my bed? How is that your business? I said, I'm sorry we can't go on if we don't get to see what is under your bed. So we went, lifted up everything, lo and behold, there was a figurine, a statue of a warrior that had a spear and his leg was on the neck of his enemy. Under a bed. Now, do you need a prophet to tell you that one? No, 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 no. It's just a figurine from Haiti. You know, it's a work of art. It's an exquisite work of art. Ah. He's calling it vegetable. I'm like, okay, you know what? That just means that the child doesn't know um, charms and he's calling it vegetable. Now, so I, I laughed. I said, there's no need to pray again. These dreams you have been having, this is because you have a choice. Keep your exquisite work of art. Or bring it out, let us burn it. So she said, let's burn it though. And we burnt it. I don't want to tell you the drama of burning it. <laughs> Another time. Oh. Number 12. Number 12 is curses caused by sexual sin. Curses caused by sexual sin. You know, sometimes we really don't see how heavy sexual sins. And it's because the, the media, the enemy through the media has desensitized us to the weight of sexual sins. So we think sexual sins just like, it's okay. Nobody's perfect. All of us, we are. Sexual sin is huge. Yes, sin is sin. But sexual sin, no sin damages a human being more than sexual sin. As in damages the person, monosexual sin. Including homosexuality and lesbianism. None. Why? Because in sexual sin, you, there's, it's like express road. You have an express road into, in the spirit realm. The, into the person's life and the person has it into your life. Not only physically, spiritually. Highway. No speed bumps. No uh, lasma. No... No road safety. Express road. So, I've explained to you before. So, the, 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 the curses, when you have sexual intimacy with someone, the curses mix. Also, if you're anointed, same thing. It jumbles up. So, the curses that have, have access, demons have access to this person, when you have sexual intercourse with this person, what happens? Boom! They have access to the person that has slept with them. So, a, a good girl is, um, is there, says, this boy has been troubling her, and she's saying, oh, I like this guy, I really want to marry him, I don't want to lose him, you know, that's, that's usually the line, you know, I don't want to lose him, so it's okay, so maybe I'm still, still going to get married. Meanwhile, the boy 
I slept with uh, Ngozi, I slept with Yetunde, I slept with Ramino, uh, I slept with, and those ones are Bonge. They have rich, rich, divorce, different curses that be generational curses. Then the good girl says, okay, just maybe a few times, you know, I'm, I'm born again. You can't be having it every day. Then it happens. What happens spiritually? Those curses. And such people, you discover that you are struggling with things you have no business struggling with. Things that are in other people's generations. You are partaking of it. Things, I mean, it's just a huge mess. Huge mess. So, Pastor, what if, what if I have been involved? You have come to the right place at the right season. I pray that God will set you free. In Jesus' name. If you go back to our story, I want to land it now. Genesis 27 to 35, 36. Esau exclaimed when Jacob had taken the blessing. Esau exclaimed, no wonder his name is Jacob. For now, he has cheated me twice. He has what? Cheated me twice. First, he took my rights as the firstborn. Now, listen to what he's saying. Does it even make sense? Now, he has stolen. Everyone say stolen. Stolen my blessing. Oh, Father, haven't you saved even one blessing for me? He's cheated me. He's stolen my blessing. Really? Who is the thief here? Two chapters before 27, 25. One day when Jacob was cooking some stew, JJ, like a Lagos boy, minding his business, not troubling anybody. Just cooking some stew. Esau arrived home from the wilderness exhausted and, and what? Hungry. Keep that in mind. The Bible says he was hungry. Esau said to Jacob, I am starved. Give me some of that red stew. It just, you could see the way he qualified it. After pleading and begging, verse 31, all right, Jacob replied, but trade, everyone say trade, trade me your rights as the firstborn son. Esau said, look, I am dying of salvation. Listen, the Bible said he was hungry. He said, I am dying. Hunger is not death. There are two different things. Sometimes we think, I mean, we are fasting as a church. People say, oh, pastor, I'm dying. You are not dying. You are hungry. And hunger is not death. People have sent me messages. Oh, pastor, my body, they shake. My body, they shake. I need to eat. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I 
the pastor is this, and they're busy, uh, busy calling. If you say they should eat, it's as if you're a wicked person. You want them to die, have you? Because the way they say, oh, pastor, my body is shaking, my body is shaking, I don't eat that, you know? <laughs> I say, you are not going to die. You are just hungry. You are just what? Hungry. And you see, when you feel that way, particularly, you are about to break through. You are actually at the verge of breaking through. That's when you feel that way the most. If you hang in there, what you will, what will you discover is that it will pass. And once it passes, it's as if you are on eagle's wings now. I told you before the church started fasting, we've been fasting for two months before the church started. Now the church is started. When the church finishes, I'm not sure we are going to stop. Am I dead? Even stronger than a lot of people. <laughs> and I'm still doing 21 days. I said, uh-uh. relax. You are not dying. You are hungry, yes, but you are not dying. And you won't die in Jesus' name. Esau said, what good is my birthright to me now? There are promises God has given you is not for now. But when you compromise, every compromise is for now. When you sleep with the person you're not supposed to sleep with, it's for when? When you take what you're not supposed to take, it's for when? But the promise is for then. And he says, why would I worry about birthright when I am starving? But Jacob said, first you must swear that your birthright is mine. Don't you love Jacob? Swear first. This is the beans. Swear. So Esau saw an oath. Thereby doing what? Selling. Birthright is right as the firstborn to his brother. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lettuce seed. He will give him everything. Take more. And you won't die. And Esau ate the meal, then gave up, then got up, sorry, and left. Thereby he showed contempt. To his right as the firstborn. He despised his right as the firstborn. Now, it's like you have a car. This car is the 2016 model of um, what car? I don't even know. Okay, of, 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 of a private jet. Of the Gulf Stream. They've not manufactured it. But it's coming out in 2016. But they've given you the papers that as soon as it's 2016 and it's ready, these papers is yours. You take it there and you fly out in style. Then Esau took that paper. Sold it for beans. 
Jacob said, sign here, sign here, he signed. Jacob had the rights to that aircraft. Then it was time they produced the aircraft. Esau now wanted to come and carry their aircraft. Who is the thief? And he's calling Jacob the thief. He has stolen my body. He has cheated me. What? Did you see any cheating going on in that transaction? There was no cheating. It was just negotiation. You don't value it. I value it. Give it to me. I will give you. You value beans. I have plenty. Praise the name of the Lord. Now it was time to get the aircraft and you are showing up. Showing up. You want to drive away what doesn't belong to you, what you've sold. The person that had the papers has come to carry it. He says, hey, my father, even though the aircraft have been carried, what about the tire? Do you have tire for me? Tire, let me just carry something and go. <laughs> May your life not be like Esau. That thing that is making you choose now. Choose the current gratification over your eternal destiny. May God take it out of your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. The capacity to hold on to your rights. Your birthright. And to see it come to pass. May God give unto you today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. You are saying, Pastor... I have sold my belt right in. Ah, I didn't sit like this. I need help. Your first step to recovery is you need to own up. I don't need you to come forward. Wherever you are seated, you are like, Pastor, I have sold my belt right they say, Pastor, I don't even, I've never had bad rights. I've never been born again. Talk less of having bad rights. Now I see this bad right thing. I want to be a part of this blessing from Abraham that came to us through Christ Jesus. You are saying, I have sold my bad rights. I need to come back, retrace my steps. Put up your hand now over your head. Quickly, put up your hand, put up your hand well. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. Keep the hands up. God bless you, my brother. Keep the hands up. Once you have the card, can put it down. God bless you. God bless you, my brother. Over there. God bless you. God bless you, my, my brother. Right at the back. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother. Right there. It's okay. Your step. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. Your, your step to recovery is starting today. God bless you, my sister. Keep the hands up. My brother, if you have the card, you can put down your hand. Otherwise, keep the hands up. God bless you, my sister. Keep the hands up. God bless you, my brother. Right there. Keep the hands up. Your first step to recovery. You're saying, Pastor, I, you're saying, I've lost the bad right. I've never had one. Today, you can be a part of God's inheritance. Put up their hands. God bless you. Oh, Father, we thank you. Once you have the card, just begin to say to God, Ah, help me, Lord. Have mercy, have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. The rest of us, 
may, maybe there are no causes that you have seen. It's fine. Just pray as, 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 as God is leading you. But some of us may have seen one or two. Bring it to light before God. Father, we thank you. We thank you for everyone that has come to you. We ask in the name of Jesus that you restore them, Lord. They've taken the first step in this journey of restoration. The grace to walk in the fullness give unto them, Lord. Oh, honor and glory we give unto you. Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Before we, we begin to minister, I want us to pray together. Let's, let's write on our feet. The word of God says in Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 that Christ was made a curse for us. So you're going to say, Father, I thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the cross of Calvary. Thank you because Jesus was made a curse for me so that the, the blessings of Abraham can come to me. Let's just say, Father, I thank you. 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 I thank you, Lord. Now, I want us to say, Father, show me everything that is hindering me that I'm not aware of. Open my eyes to the root cause of my challenges in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's go ahead and ask that God will show us, God will lead us into it, that God will open our eyes, that we will not beat the air as one fighting the air, that God will guide us. Ask for divine guidance, divine guidance on these issues. Thank you, Father. And so shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Now, we are going to, if you have things to repent of, maybe parental curse, parental neglect, to be a man of God, whatever it is. You're going to say, Father, I repent of my disobedience. Now go ahead and mention specifics, specifics before God. Your neighbor doesn't need to hear, but you are God. Talk to him. I repent of this. If there's anything to be repented of. Lord, have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. The one says, if you were to mark iniquity, we shall stand. But because there's forgiveness with you, therefore we shall fear you. Lord, have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me, O God of heaven. Thank you, Father. Now, I want to say, Father, I wipe out this curse. You mentioned a specific curse. 
Just mention it. I wipe it out. I cancel it. I stand on the authority that is in the name of Jesus. And I cancel this curse in the name of Jesus. The ones you are able to. I cancel in the name of Jesus. The curses I've spoken over my life. The ways I've spoken over my children. Over my spouse. The ones that have been spoken over me. Now I have authority in Christ. I cancel them in the name of Jesus. I command them broken, broken today. I command them broken today, my Father. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we thank you. And so shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Now you are going to pray. You say, Father, I command every territorial curse in my environment, in Lekki, in Lagos, that is affecting me negatively, to be broken over me. In the mighty name of Jesus, where everybody else is struggling, I will try. In this community, in this, in my territory, where everybody else is lost in, I will not. Where everybody else is being retrogressed, I will make progress. In the name of Jesus, let his curses be broken. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, I thank you. I give you praise and glory. Thank you, Father. And so shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to say, Father, I stand on behalf of my territory, of my locality, Lord, of Lekki, of Lagos, of Nigeria. And I open the doors to the gospel of Jesus. I open the doors to the word of the living God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let's lift up our voices and let us pray. Father, I stand on behalf of my territory. And I open the doors of the gospel. In the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Father. And so shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. The word of God says that they shall surely gather, but not by me. And everyone that gathers against you shall fall for your sakes. In the mighty name of Jesus. So you're going to say, Father, every collaboration against me, let them be scattered and destroyed now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I condemn every tongue that is rising against me. In the name of Jesus, every tongue, every utterance against your church, God's family house, let them be condemned now. Makayetaya, basakayata leva pasehi. Every gathering, every collaboration against your people, 
Let them be scattered. Let them be scattered. Let them be scattered. Oh God of heaven. Oh, Father, we thank you. And so shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Now you're going to say, Father, I release my tongue to you. I will only bless my life. Come this over my life will not come out of this tongue. Over my family will not come out of this. Curses over my children will not come out of this home. I will only bless in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Let's bring our tongues under the influence of God. Father, we thank you. And so shall it be. And so shall it be. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, every utterance spoken over your people that is negative, I stand as your representative and I cancel them in the name of Jesus. Every utterance spoken by their parents, I cancel. That is negative about them, I cancel in the name of Jesus. Every stream flowing down, unhindered, negative stream, that is flowing into this life. I stop them now in the name of Jesus. Father, the grace to do your will give unto your children. The grace not to step your presence give unto us, Lord. All the glory we give unto you, Lord. All the glory we give unto you.